insight. Ooh. So I've been listening to a lot of soul recently. Well, actually my entire life. But uh, it's been up and down depending on where I'm at. And also, you know, it varies because all kinds of music evolves, but not all kinds of music or uh, let's say all kinds of artistry doesn't evolve with you. So when you, when I choose what artists I give my time and energy to, it all depends on where I am at in my current moment, in my current sea of evolution. Alright, let me just see. Let me get my point here. Yeah. Um, I'm driving. <laughs> I'm driving in a town where they are... Where they are literally... They are literally manifesting into physical form the retrogrades of the planets, uh, which they always do in the summertime here in Sweden. Anyway, um, so when I spend my time on art, all forms of art, music, um, imagery, visuals, uh, moving visuals, as in films, series, radio, podcasts... Because I consider that art too, to a certain degree. Um, installations, museum, museum, exhibitions, fashion. All of that, when I spend my energy on that, I want it to be in alignment with where I am at. And I, I suppose that we all, in some form whether we are aware of it or not, want to have that reflected onto us. So even if you are very unaware of where you are at in your own alignment, how you are feeling or what mood you're in, or even if you're not even aware of how, you know, the energies of the day affects you, you would you will still invest your time and energy into the art or the expressive art that simulates that emotion that feeds that energy back to you that reflects that energy back to you in some form that's kind of how the universe works but if you are aware of it then of course you know it makes it a lot easier to choose and you can also you know maneuver in the synastry of the matrix and the flow of it more effortlessly With that being said, I've been thinking a lot about soul music and, you know, how people think, or pe people say, you know, oh, they got soul. Like, what does that even mean? They got soul, right? They got soul. What What does that concept even define, soul? Well, the soul is definitely, you know, the seat of spirit, of our individual spirit. But also it can be like the oversoul, which is the the higher selves of our, of our group, fam of our families, of our groups, and I don't mean the physical families, I mean the soul families, uh, the over, over, the agency that sits above the frequency of the singularity, the non-singular expression still, it is a soul. And if we talk about unity and unity consciousness, you know, eventually, you know, we are all connected to the one soul, the one source, one creator. 
And so, yeah, when you got soul, you are aligned with spirit, or at least that's the concept, that's the idea. Now, what does that do? What does music, what does soulful music do? Soulful music inspires. Inspiration, which I've talked about before, means to be in spirit, to be of spirit, to be aligned with the expression of spirit. Then soulful artistry is that which inspires. It's that which inspires true momentums within yourself, within your own essence. When you begin to question who you are, what you want, what you're attracted to, how you relate to yourself and the world around you, it kind of, what do you call it, rattles the cage that you're in. It kind of rattles your perception of who you are. And really soulful art, good art, makes you question everything you believe in to the point of an awakening of some sort. Now, it doesn't have to be just art as the art that we know. This is true with all forms of creative expressions. Creation in itself is life. Life is creation. What are we? Who are we? Well, we are the creators. We are the creator. We are the embodiment of creation. Life in its essence is art. That's how I see it. That's how I perceive it. That's my reality and that's my truth. Now, art, of course, is a definition. It's a cultural definition. But if we go beyond the definition, we see that any and all forms of expression is necessary for human evolution. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to be here where we're at. We are a species that survive and thrive upon communicating in some form of artistic expression our perception of reality, our experiences, so that we may relate to one another, so that we may inspire one another to think, to believe, to at least feel and tune in to each other. Basically, it ignites. Real soulful art ignites and inspires empathy. Empathy which connects us to the unity that we are. <laughs> Speaking of which, I am now in the city and uh, there are a bunch of graduate students. Uh, I don't know if it's called graduate. I think it's called graduate. No, the graduating high school. And there are they are in Sweden uh, legal now so that they are like classified as adults. They're classified as uh, legal adults so that they may drive cars, they might buy alcohol and tobacco, they can also vote and you know they are their own their own parents now and they're officially out of school as well so if they choose to start univers university that's the next step in the human adulthood <laughs> that's the culture in Sweden anyway, bless them what I wanted to say was that if we go beyond art if we look at form and sensuality and inspiration and connection and unity, and we look at, I, want, I actually wanted to talk about sensual, sensual essence. What is that like? What does that mean? Sensuality? Sensuality, when we are attracted to each other, 
when we are attracted to each other, we are attracted to each other's compositions. And it's not only the physical compositions, although they do matter a lot. Um, but it's also, of course, psychological composition and the emotional composition, which, of course, is not separate from one another. They are all connected. And, of course, spiritual composition. They are all connected to each other and interact through our physical vehicle. And that is an expression of who we are, right? And whether we like it or not, we choose, like I said, to adapt our frequency and, and harmonize our being so that it best matches who we consider that we are, who we consider that is our true identification. So we do want to express ourselves or whatever we identify with. Especially when it comes to, for example, fashion and technique and, um, well, these days, especially techs, but also social media, which is included there. Anyway, now that the summer is here, we are getting flirtatious. Everybody is open and alert, at least more alert. Our hormones are... (laughs) They are rising like the sun. And uh, we are, in a sense, more attracted to life. More attracted to each other and to ourselves. We feel more fresh. We feel more motivated to refresh and restart ourselves. And, of course, the hormones that uh, brings us into uh, dating, the dating scene, which ultimately talks about either if we want to reproduce, as in exercise the art of making babies, or if we just simply want to be acknowledged for who we are, which both can be hand in hand, so we can want to date or just date for the reason of making babies or just have sex, right? Anyway, uh, so when we are attracted to each other, I'm getting to the point, I know it's like a lot of layers here, (laughs) Um, when we are attracted to each other, we are attracted to something more than just that composition. When we are truly attracted to something that we cannot explain, like a phenomenon, or a phenomenon within a person, we say that person has something, has something that reflects something within us. It sparks our inspiration. It ignites us. It activates us. It awakens us to a certain degree. It also brings us back into remembrance because that person's soul is aligned with spirit so in a sense when people do not know why they are attracted to each other it is because they are attracted to themselves and not as in themselves as in their identity but that which they have not yet defined within themselves or perhaps that which they cannot find within themselves or it can simply be something that they have acknowledged they have found but that they find stimulating about themselves so the other person that they are attracted to acts as a reflection not a mirror but a, a reflection or a reminder of who they truly are And it 
is not about personality. It's not like I'm attracted to somebody because they are very artistic and I lack artistic abilities. No. Well, it can be, but, <laughs> but it's not what I'm talking about. Uh, if I am attracted to somebody, it is because they remind me of the beauty that I am, as in the connection to the creative powers. So my point here, my whole point with this little insight is that this is why a lot of people, including me, are attracted to creative people. Yay! To artists. Because artists, we, yes, identify as an artist, we carry the imprint of an easier access to that alignment to God, to spirit, to the creative geniuses of our own soul. And when people want to be with a singer, why they feel like they're so sexy even though they don't, don't even look good, or when people want to be with a painter, why they feel like they're so smart even though they can't speak for themselves, when people want to be with a poet that can't even express themselves verbally and unless it's on paper or a stand-up and they can't explain it they don't know why they are attracted to that person when they're not even their type it's because it's sexy it's sexy to be an artist and the sexiness about it is that it's powerful it's powerful to have that sexual sensual energy that creative energy flowing through your entire vehicle and using it all to express, hopefully using it all, a lot of people are not using it, but using it as much as you can, to the extent that you can, to a creative outlet. Because the purpose of that creative outlet is to inspire people. So even do even even though a lot of artists express themselves simply because they cannot express themselves in any other way, it is their gift to paint or to draw or to make movies or to write poetry or to take photos or to you know whatever uh they simply cannot do anything else it's their gift but from another point of view what they're doing they are even though they're unaware of it they're actually doing it for the greater good because each person that comes across this artistic endeavor this artistic expression gets to be inspired gets to be ignited and gets to be brought back to the remembrance of who they truly are see that's why artists are sexy that's why we're sexy that's why we're so powerful even though we might not even have any money <laughs> well the reason for the starving artist myth is because if artists if everybody who were truly artistic would have a lot of money the world will not look like it looks like today. It would be so different. <laughs> and there would probably be a lot of different politics. Because artists, we don't believe in defining things permanently for the whole collective. Artists, we believe in everybody's ability to perceive life. Artists, we believe in the very basic human expression that we can channel the mystery of life 
simply through being in tune with life and acting accordingly. So if artists were to be given all the power that they deserve in this matrix, in this society, well, that would be a piece of art to live in. It would be a completely different society. And just imagine the way that the world would work. Perhaps, you know, a lot of people fear that because they think that artists are very much ruled by chaos. But we're not. We see through the chaos. We see through the order. We see the middle ways. We see the ways and the pathways that aren't able to be seen by people who are not in tune with their creative endeavors. But everybody can be, or choose to be. You know, the whole thing about life being psychedelic, for real, it is simply you attuning more to your artistic truth, your artistic expression. Now, that's very, very sexy. <laughs>